Welcome to The Sham Show, exclusively on The Lantern. I'm your host, Sabrina Richard, and I'm here with the lovely and alluring... <laughs> okay. Claire Flanagan. Thanks. I have to... I always have to flirt with her when she comes over. How How is the teen in quarantine teaching you? Tre- treating you? Oh, my God. It's been... It's been a journey. It's been... It's I been love, a journey. I started quarantine, and I was like, I'm gonna better myself. I'm gonna bake bread. I'm gonna st- restart a sourdough starter, because I had one for over two years. Mm-hmm. And then I went on vacation and didn't put it in the fridge. Oh. And it was like the loss of a pet for me. And I was like, you've got to be kidding. My child. <laughs> my my starter. My mother. How could I? I need to figure out how to do it, but I'm also horrible at break- baking bread. It's, it's just flour water, man. Dude, I know. I tried. <laughs> I tried. It was too crunchy. It was too It was crunchy. too crunchy. Well, you can dip it in soup. Dip it? I love that. I love it. Even when you fail bread, you can make croutons. Oh. And that's the sentiment for life. Oh. Yeah. All you gotta do is, you know, cut it, pop it in the oven, got yourself something nice. Oh, and then you can make stuffing. You can make stuffing. See, croutons are amazing. No, if you, you put, you put some stuff on that, on those croutons and you put it in the oven and all of a sudden you have stuffing and I will, it will be gone within a matter of five minutes. I love, like, those big chunky stuffings oh Oh. i made some um vegan stuffing this past year and it was so good i still think about it to Mm -hmm. this day to this very day i think i think about veganism a lot which takes us (laughs) which takes us to our actual topic yeah truly you were vegan i was vegan for a while um Mm -hmm. i'm still kind of doing like a mainly pescatarian diet so Mm -hmm. i don't eat like red meat I don't really eat chicken. I just mm-hmm. eat fish as my main source of protein. Um, mm-hmm. And I am not lactose intolerant, actually, but I am allergic to... So lactose is one of the sugars in milk. Um, I'm allergic to one of the proteins in milk. So I don't really drink milk anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I'm doing any dairy. So I'm basically vegan, but with fish. Eggs make me nauseous. So not not much has changed. <laughs> yeah. Not much has changed, but... We love vegetables. Oh my god, we love, I love soy vegetables. proteins. Oh, Ratatouille. Ratatouille is forever one of my most like favorite things to make. I like to go to the farmers market, <laughs> pick up all of my ingredients. I know everyone by name. They know me by name. I occasionally get like free grapes at the end of the day. What about that pretty lady that does um, that sells kombucha from Circle City? Oh, um, I usually meet with the guy. He's my dealer. Oh. He's my kombucha dealer. <laughs> I think but about I that do. girl on the, the date. I saw her once, and I mm-hmm. still think about her. The pretty girl had spilled up. I got growlers, so they're 32 ounces, mm-hmm. and you can fill them for, like, eight bucks at Circle City. For real. But now they can't do it because of uh, Miss Rona. Miss Rona. Um, so I have to get the cans, but the guy, mm-hmm. usually the guy is, like, 12 more peach ones, like, and I'm like, <laughs> I go through them very quickly. <laughs> I have friends who are all obsessed with kombucha, too, like, we... I'm their kombucha dealer. I, I am the kombucha dealer. I'm the middleman. I love cottagecore. Oh, God, it's so good. I, like, I want to go to, like, um, Pluto's, Plato's Closet. Yes. Pluto's Closet. I want to go there. I feel like I could find some success there. Mm-hmm. I feel like... I don't know if this makes sense. Like, I want to be feminine in cottagecore, but masculine in... Dark academia. Yes. No, I understand. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I love wearing this, but I could also so get down with, Mm -hmm. like, 
a brown suit with just the open brown bla- blazer and like a black bralette under it and just like wear that like i could That's so hot. get down with that mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. i want to like i want to look like a prairie one i love button-ups but i've like never found one that like because i it's flattering yeah they're be- so hard to mm-hmm. find because sometimes because like i do have like some shape <laughs> i have like none i like my it, dude i like it when the shoulders are a bit boxier because yeah. i do have a boxier jaw now um, but, like, sometimes when I just go stick straight down, I'm like, I need some, I need some flow. I need yeah. some, and, like, sometimes they're, like, almost starched. They're, like, very, very stiff. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I need some, I need something cute. I need some yeah. vibe, you know? Yes. And I just don't find that very often. But, like, no. I want to, I do want to go, I do want to go thrifting while being very, like, conscious of. Yes. You know, like, so, like, thrifting versus secondhand shopping are such, like, class mm-hmm. issues that we really kind of don't bring up a lot. Because, Thrifting involves, like, I have the time to go and yes. search out an outfit. Yeah. And, all, like, there's... I'm very annoyed with the people who will, like, go to Goodwill, buy them out, and then sell it for, like, egregious prices on Depop. It's not fair. And it's not it okay. Yeah. And they often... They'll like, go... Listen. They'll be like, I'll size up, and then I'll adjust it to myself. When there's a very good selection of, yeah. like... And, sm- like, for me, I'm not a size two. I am not small. So I have to, like... For me, I'm like, I can never find things in my size. Yeah. Like, so truly. Yeah. And also, can we talk about women's sizing? Oh my god, I hate it. How and here's, am, the, here's the thing. How am I a medium, a 4, a 6, and a 13? Like, a 14? I don't like, know. what do you mean? And here's the thing. I am... I am a very medium size. Like, I am a, yeah, I am very, a very like, yeah. strange size because I'm not, like, skinny enough to be considered, like, oh, you're size 2, like, oh, you're 0. You're, like, skinny. Yeah. But I'm not, like curvy by any means i don't mm-hmm. have a shape i'm just kind of like an awkward middle ground <laughs> and that makes me a great rug- it, um, it makes me mid-size. a great size yeah i'm mid-size. mid-size it makes me a great rug- rugby player it makes me an amazing <laughs> it makes me an amazing that. rugby player because i'm fast that. enough to go really really fast but i'm also chunky enough to like take, take people down yeah, yeah like oh that. i'll take it i'll take a hit i'll drag someone through the mud blah blah whatever love that um but like the way i dress is very oversized like you'll see everything i wear is very oversized yep. but i don't like quote unquote size them down to me. Mm-hmm. I just si- I just go and shop bigger sizes because I don't feel comfortable wearing smaller things. Mm-hmm. But then I see some people going and like buying from the section that I buy because I don't feel like safe like wearing form fitting yeah, things. Yeah. Whereas I see like some girls that are like size twos going mm-hmm. to the bigger things and then sizing them down. I'm like, dude, that's <laughs> I can't wear that size. I'm not small enough to wear that. Mm-hmm. And if I was, like I'd be I'd feel very unsafe in my own skin. And there's like a difference between like, oh, I need this broaden a little bit and there's yeah. a difference between like I'm going to take these size 10 jeans and make them size 2 for me because I like how they were cut. Yeah. And like that's very like frustrating because I'm like and for a lot of like for a lot of them are like Instagram opportunities mm-hmm. and like some of that's just sort of like frustrating where I'm like you, you have things that are similar. I un- you, Now, there's yeah. a difference. I understand if, like, if, if artists, because artists are broke. They're broke all the time. <laughs> they really are. They're broke. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are an artist and you are, like, going to Goodwill because you cannot afford other things, but you're, yes. like, you're painting things, you're embroidering things, mm-hmm. you're genuinely t- transforming the you're piece. You're personalizing You're them. personalizing it. That's completely different. I yes. do not have an issue with that because that is, you're mm-hmm. earning your time, mm-hmm. you're earning your skill. Mm-hmm. Like, that does not bother me. But the people on, like, Depop who go mm-hmm. and, like, buy things from Goodwill and then do not do anything to it and just put it online, they're like, yeah. it's $60 now. I'm like, no. No, it's not. No, it's not. You got it for 7 Like, dude. You Please, got, you got do it not. on a half by Saturday. Okay, so my great aunt, she was, like, a massive hoarder. Mm-hmm. And she thought the world was going to end in 2000. And then she thought it was going to end in 2012. So she would go and buy things in bulk off of QVC. 
Interesting. But she was organized. So she lived on this. So she was like a very organized I'm going to say, I'm going to say it. She lived on this estate. She lived on this property that had two, two car garages detached from the house and a one car garage in the house. Whoa. Now this woman did not drive. So everything was like full. Yeah. But it was so organized. Now. Good. She had like seven sets of china. I'm not even, she had, like, seven sets of china. She had every, like, she had the dress she wore on her wedding night in mm-hmm. her, like, upstairs attic. She also had a completed attic. That's so good. And she was living in, like, a three-bedroom house. Well, I mean, does, does your mother not have her wedding dress? Well, she has her wedding dress, but no, I mean, like, she changed. Yeah. Into, and she got married 40s. Yeah. So it's, like, a 40s-style dress. <gasps> now, Amazing. Like, she was tiny. She was in 100 pounds soaking wet. She was tiny. <gasps> so all of the cousins, I'm, like, I'm never going to fit into that. I'm never going to fit into any of these. But, like, they had, like, the little girls tried on, the, and they had, like, the kids tried on. And, ever, like, no one in the family could fit in it. And we were all, like, oh, my. Like, because it was, like, she had, like, 50, 60-year-old clothes just up there. Like, and, like, once a year, and, like, once a year, she would shake them out and stuff because... So she took really good care of them. Yes, because you don't necessarily want to go and dry clean your old clothes. No. Because my mom's my mom's wedding dress, she'll take it out, like, once or twice a year, kind of shake, shake it, it out, out, and then put it back in the My mom got soup bags. on her wedding dress, so now there's just soup stains on it, and that's fine. <laughs> I love My that. mom does not care, though. She's like, yeah, okay, whatever. It's a, Yeah. And so when she did... <laughs> She sort of, they renewed their vows on their 15th anniversary. Aww. And they were like, your dress is in great shape. And, like, mm-hmm. obviously, like, she's had two kids since mm-hmm. she last, you know. But she still fits. She still fits. <gasps> they should get, like, a little bit of adjustments because she actually got smaller or something. Oh, my God. And, you know, but she fits great. And, but she was a hoarder. And I'm not, like, I'm talking, like. Hoarder. Three years later, we still have tissues from the 1950s around my house. Oh my god! All of the one ply tissue paper in my house is from her. We, oh my god! We and like the the tissue, the top of the tissue box comes with a coupon. It expired in like the 80s, and so I'm like, I'm like, woman, what are we supposed to do with this? She had okay, like reams of paper, like cases yeah. of paper. And my mom and my uncle are both small business owners, mm-hmm. so they're like, great score, like truly. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, papers from the 80s. And so it's, like, and so she had, she had like, fax machine paper, mm-hmm. too. Like, that really long, yeah. green, white stripe paper. I yep. love that Your stuff. Your childhood paper. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I love it. Oh, she, and, like, she had, ca- like, five-gallon storage containers full of, like, dollar gloves. Like, literally hundreds of gloves. Like? Like, uh, like, mit- mittens. What? Win- winter gloves. <gasps> Oh my gosh, you could donate that. Donate we, that stuff. Okay. Well, for most of the, we, for my mom, mm-hmm. she's an event planner. Yeah. And so she cl- took all the white ones out and gave them to a December wedding. Aww. And then, but we have like still dozens of them. But most of them did get like donated to like Good. homeless shelters and Good. situations like that. But like, she was prepared for the world to end. But she was so organized. Like she, she would like. If take, the world's going to end, be strategic about would, it, I guess. She would take like Lowe's pallets. Yeah. And she'd be like, this stack is toiletries this stack is and it was like and one of the garages had a lofted space and the other ones were two stories mm-hmm. but like didn't have a fill-in yeah so these these were stacked like all the way full yes they were completely full wow. it took like six to eight months after she died before we could like clear everything away wow. she had like seven sets of deer like seven sets of china like she had hundreds of records Oh, which now it's like killing me because I think we like we think we donated no. most of them because I have a record player yeah. and I mostly got my my grandparents 
Um, but like she probably had hundreds of them, but I just sort of grabbed like the artists that at the time I mm-hmm. knew. So I probably like lost a crew cuts like one yeah. because she didn't use them. Yeah. And, and most, they were probably in such good condition. Maybe, but also they were in an unheated on a seed garage yep, in India. There we go. So maybe not. Cause some of them. But I in, mean, even if it's not in perfect condition, I don't think that's what I ta- was talking to my dad about. Like people are so particular about how they store vinyl and how they take care of their vinyl. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely think you should take care of their, your vinyl, but mm-hmm. like, it's not the end of the world if one of them gets bent a little bit. Some or of scrap. the charm, yeah. some of the charm You're is like, that they're a little crackly. I love it when my Rhapsody in Blue one skips for 30 minutes and I don't recognize that it's skipping. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, hmm, this, this, this piece sounds so similar to each other. Like, yeah. And then my mom was like, you know, it's skipping. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what Rhapsody in Blue sounds like. <laughs> Give it a little tap tap. Yeah. So I have a record player from her. Most of my records are from her. Mm-hmm. Um, but like she had like hundreds of them. Like, so I probably... She, this is in my basement. It is, like, 12 feet tall, corner, library. Oh. Like, it's shelves, and then some of the sections have, like, sort of cabinets, and then they have Mm -hmm. a cabinet underneath with, two of the sides have plugs, Mm -hmm. plug-ins, and they have a plug-in in in the back of one of the under cabinets, Mm -hmm. so that way you can put a record player, and then it rolls out, and that's where you put it. Right now, it's full of, like, all the childhood books, and I'm just, like, mm-hmm. it looks, I'm, like, you don't look pretty. Like, you could look so aesthetic. Yeah. And it's also got a hidden in, hidden compartment, which is, like, so mystery and mystique. Okay, I... I was, like, I was, like, I don't care about anything else. Did you else. ever go through a minimalist stage? Yep. No, I did, too, and here's the thing. I remember I was, like, ugh, all of these tchotchke things, and listen, mm-hmm. I love, like, I love mm-hmm. plates. I love plates, and mm-hmm. I'm so sick of all of this, like, suburban, like, upper middle class culture of just having like and even like super super rich culture of just having like plain ceramic plates like mm-hmm. no I, I want, want fun I want, I want fun plates I want fun china I want to like and I don't want to have I think here's where they got it where a lot of the old people got it wrong <laughs> <laughs> tell me here's please. why here's where they got it wrong they had all these fancy fancy china tea sets that they would just leave in their cupboard and they would just leave on display I'm like no use they, that and they put they a would, hot dog on your yes, china plate they would they would just save it for like very very special occasions they'd be like oh that's that's the china sets room we don't you know you know the <laughs> you reference I'm the making John Mulaney, yeah that's we don't the, go oh, in there oh we don't go in there yeah. or they would touch maybe touch it once a year maybe mm-hmm. if it was like a wedding or mm-hmm. a fancy occasion no During- i want fancy china sets and i want all of my plates to be mismatched and all of my forks and utensils to be mis- mismatched Absolutely. and i want to use mm-hmm. them all the time for everything i love i love this conversation we're having yeah i went through i'm sick of it i i went through my like i went through all the books we have and i like went through i was like i was like we don't need like i like i definitely had like a mm-hmm. purge thing of like we don't use it so we don't need it yeah but i got to the china plates and, and i was just, like, like oh. I, and i was like oh because part of me is like, oh, I love this. Part of me is like, okay, I was like, okay, I understand why we have three sets of china. One for my parents, one for me, one for my brother. That's the ideal. And I found, and then my parents were like, oh, and when you were a kid, we started collecting teacups from all the places we <gasps> went with you. Amazing. So now I have six mismatched teacups, and they come with different saucers. Good. And I'm like, this is ideal. Yes. And I'm in, I have a subscription box. Um thing so I get sent like bowls like and they're like vegan vegetarian like made so I have like nine bowls and like six of them look similar and like you gotta show me that subscription because I kind of want it now I'll show you these I'll show you all these but like you can get like they'll be like random sets of china from all over the place and I'm like oh love it dude and here's I'm so I want I want I want and what annoys me is like I hate it when things go to waste yes like I'm like I'm like do you think Jean 
do you think my that's the great aunt who hoard things do you think that she regrets one day like like do you think she was like i didn't use any of those seven sets of china i, I didn't know. use any of that dear light like i didn't and i'm like that's it's upsetting yeah and, and i'm like if i have stuff i want to use it i don't want it to just sit there yeah, and, like, all the display cases that we have downstairs, I'm like, this is disgusting, this is terrible, use it! Like, I'm like... I'm I'm okay with display cases as long as it's just for when you're, like, when it's dry and you're just not using it. But, like, when you're hungry again, use, use it. it! Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I haven't even seen this salt and pepper shaker, this freaking gold salt and pepper shaker no. ever in my life. Oh my god, like, why don't gold, like, gold gilded plates are my kryptonite. We have I so love many them. gold gilded things. Oh like, I love them. But the one thing is you can't put them in the microwave and I'm like, Rrr. because <laughs> I'm so lazy. And I just, I just want, I'm so lazy. I just want to put things I in the microwave. I can't microwave my hot dog. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, Actually, speaking about hot dogs. Mm-hmm. So I don't eat like regular hot dogs anymore, obviously, because, mm-hmm. you know, veganism, blah, blah, yes. blah, blah, but a pescatarianism, whatever. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I've got to take you to Ikea when their food opens back up. Have you had their vegan hot dog? I, I've had the vegan food at Ikea, yes. Oh, my God. Okay, their hot dog is so good. It's got, like, red cabbage, like, sauerkraut, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, they know it doesn't even taste like a hot dog, but it's so good. They know, dude, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They were, like, they were like, we want, we want, we want that corner flavors. I always forget what they're from. They're from Sweden? Swedish? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because they sell Swedish fish, unironically. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, dude, <laughs> I... Like, they're, like, they like, Sweden, Norwegian, German. We're all together. Belgium, we're all together in this one. And I'm, Just like, Northern absolutely. Europe. Yes. We love Northern Europe, too. I... Because it's all, like... Because I'm, like, I can... We can, we can excommunicate the English. They, oh, they totally. ain't got... They ain't got good food. French. But, but France. The French. The Irish. Basically, the, continental Europe. You yes. know, forget the Irish. I like the Irish. I like Irish I, food. Oh, Irish does have a point. Because, like, porridge is fantastic. Irish and Scotland... Dude, okay. Ireland and Scotland, I can vibe with their food. You know what makes me mad about Ir- Ireland and Scotland? What? Okay, so during the Irish potato famine, they would yeah. used to eat this kelp, or this, um, yes, this kelp. It was literally seaweed. Yeah. It has the similar nutritional, it has better nutritional value than kale. It tastes like bacon when fried. <gasps> but, and they used to eat it rather exclusively during the Irish potato famine. Yeah. And so it became known as a depression food. And you know what happens to depression foods is people don't eat it anymore because, because it they don't poor because they don't want to be reminded of how poor they were. So then it became like people even like, if it tastes amazing, people stopped. They gave it to they gave it to cows. They started using it. as I'm feed. mad. I'm mad. And then someone and then they were like they found like old recipes and like Irish recipes and they're like what is this kelp? And then they were like oh this we give it to our pigs. Um and then they tried it and it's like so good and it's like uh. amazing. But people. But Irish people refuse to eat it because they're like, no, that was that was our depression. Food. It was poor food. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, our poor our poor poor food wasn't that good though. Mm-hmm. Like our depression era food, marshmallow fluff. <laughs> like we we that's we didn't why, have very... that's why Jello became so. I love food history. That's why I want to major yeah. in. I love food history because it's very interesting. With our depression food, what like cracker pie. And it actually tastes so similar to apple pie that a lot of people can't distinguish it. But they used to take, like, saltines, and they used to mix them with cream of tartar, which is what made it taste like yeah. an apple. And they, like, flavored it like an apple. And it was texturally similar to an apple pie. But oh. they couldn't afford fresh apples, so they used crackers. And that became... Like, 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 uh, like, just, like, saltines? Yes, they would take saltines, and they would flavor them. <gasps> and, like, a secret ingredient is adding cream of tartar to make it taste and texturally like I, apples. Okay. Hot but that was... Cream of tartar is amazing. Truly. I love that stuff. We, it's not used in enough recipes. No, it's not. Truly. And, like, it, that was, that was one of the depression foods. And it tasted so much like apple pie. But, like, people really? stopped making it because they because were like, well, that, that was their depression food. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But a lot of Depression-era food did bring about, like, sort of, like, canned food came from that. Mm-hmm. And the proper And the popularity. It drove away the popularity of at-home pre- preservation mm-hmm. because people were trying to industrialize preservation. So you got your canned foods, you got your, yep, yep. We I love canning foods at home. Yes. It's I nice. love canning foods at home. Yes. It also, mm-hmm. like, it tastes better. It does. It really do. I, I am a sucker for a good can of beans, though. Oh, like beans. like a good can of black beans. Mm-hmm. Oh. I used to Ugh. like my like Mike's my, my go to freshman year lunch was a little bit of rice, some sauteed vegetables, and black beans. Yes. Yep. Oh my god, me too. Rather exclusively because it was so filling. I would fit in like a little. It's like, so filling and it's not that much food and it's so good cheap for you and cheap. Yeah, it is cheap. Cents. I there was a challenge that went around YouTube for a while to bring awareness to the poverty line, and mm-hmm. it was to to live off of a dollar fifty a day. Mm-hmm. And conceptually, I loved it, but I was not able to do it myself because I'm not, like, I'm not yeah. in charge of my own finances at the time. But what a lot of people were doing, like, there were people who were, like, trying to make gourmet dishes. Out and of, there were like, people poverty. Who, yes. And, which is, like, an interesting concept because they're, like, I'm known for gourmet food and I want to show, like, there's are mm-hmm. there are cheaper alternatives. But there were people who were, like, I'm a college student who has a YouTube account. I'm trying to survive and I'm trying yeah. to see how much I, I can I survive on $1.50 a day. Yeah. And, like, the go-to things were, like, peanut butter, rice. Yeah beans yeah get a bag of chicken yeah and frozen vegetables yeah like all five of those things I can and it's doable but it's it's you don't want to do it all the time yeah and so and like if you can and like sadly that may be the case for some people where that is their constant food Mm -hmm. truly I but it was a very interesting like I hated that it was called the challenge the poverty line challenge um, it's, it really, it's not a challenge. challenge. Just please bring it's, awareness It's someone's it. lifestyle, truly. Yeah. But I do think that there was no malice in people being like, I'm trying to it show. It was just like, that's the popular tag is the yeah. whatever challenge. challenge. Yeah. And they're like, I want, want to bring awareness too. And it's also, they were like, well, in my state, the poverty line is less than that, but our food is more expensive. Because one of them was like a girl from California and she's like, oh, the plantains were 15 cents. And I'm like, well, in Indiana... No, you would never find plantains for 15 cents no. in Indiana. No. Nowhere. No. And so it's sort of interesting to think they're about. They're expensive. Like, they're, yeah, like regionally, we're like, we're like a mango. She was like, I bought a mango for 25 cents. I'm like, like, no, 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 like, no, 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 brother, where, where brother no. We, we out here living on corn, yep. rice, and beans. Yep. Meat and potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. So it's very interesting to see. And I love, I love food history and food study and like all those things. Like, those it's very so interesting because it really reflects mm-hmm. the culture. Yes. I got a book. I got a cookbook. Mm-hmm. It's the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge cookbook. Good. So it's all the food that they make. And my favorite thing about it is that they have a war bread. They have a portion bread. Where you take Good. what would be essentially your portion of flour. Mm-hmm. And of course all of it is, that for that recipe it's by scale. So mm-hmm. it's super easy. It's like one cup of flour, one cup of water. Like, yeah. And that would be, like it, like we had like hard tack in the Civil War. Mm-hmm. We had war bread in World War One and World War Two in America. That was things people do. Mm-hmm. Donuts were popularized by World War II because really? of, because of the ratios that they were making. And they were, it was sort of like a buy war bonds if you're buying your ingredients for flowers. There mm-hmm. was, oh, I don't remember the flower company. There was an old flower company where every bag of flour you bought was sent over to the troops. Mm-hmm. And they would make donuts because wow. they had oil, they had flour, they had sugar. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of like kind of the main yeah. you know, processing. Donuts really aren't that hard to make. Mm-hmm. But they were super popularized in World War One, World War Two because, 
you know, these were your ration ingredients. Mm-hmm. We have old World War, I think they're World War One ration books downstairs. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. We have, like, a lot of old documents, and, like, mm-hmm. she took care of them. Hello? This, this is, once again, that great aunt. Hello? That hoarder, she took care of it, though. But, yeah, I love food history, and I love that. We have a recipe in my family that's been passed down for generations, and chocolate chip cookies are a mistake. And uh, I don't know if a lot what? of people know this. Yeah, they were a mess up, and they, she was trying to make a chocolate recipe. But she didn't have the right chocolate. She only had a candy bar chocolate. Yeah. Well, you're supposed to use is baker chocolate, and then you melt it into the ingredients. Yeah. She didn't have time to melt it. She didn't have the proper chocolate. So she just chopped up the chocolate and put it in the regular dough. And rather than becoming a chocolate dough, the chocolate stayed in pieces. Yeah. And it melted sort of in, okay. but it stayed in chunks. Chocolate and that chip made a chocolate so good. Chocolate chunk cookie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Nestle Toll House came out with the chip. But she was trying to make this chocolate cookie recipe that we have. They're That's called, so mm-hmm. cool. And, like, and they're... So, Toll House was like, we're going to add baking soda because we're in collaboration with blah, 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 baking soda company. And so, sort of things like that, that's the recipe has changed. But the baseline is there of, like, you would use margarine or butter. Or Interesting. Yeah. And it's like a 200. Cooking really is just throwing things together oh, until you truly. get something good. There was a book I had, and I'm really sad because I can't find it. It was American Recipes Going from 1776 to 1976. Mm. And, like, they were, like, they were, like, our World War II ration recipes. You're, you know, put everything in jello mm-hmm. Because that was a preservation method. It's so gross. You know? <laughs> if you conceal it in gelatin, it's preserved. Put it's, your shrimp in gelatin. It's so gross. Have you not seen that one? No, I've seen it, but it's mm-hmm. disgusting. It makes oh, me I go, ugh. I mean, aspic. That was, Julia Child was like, oh, get your calves hoof, boil it, and, you know, you got yourself some meat-flavored jello, But also, like, not to... That's kind of like the first ingredient to make soup dumplings. Yeah. I mean, that's what you gotta do. It's what you gotta do. It's a little, it's a l- little sad when you think about it of like, oh, I'm making, you know, jello, <laughs> jello meat. Yeah. But, you know. I'm really happy with the, a lot of the newer innovations of like vegetarian, vegan alternatives to very mm-hmm. like traditional meaty recipes. Mm-hmm. Because I... Like, and that's why I hate it when people are like, oh, this veganism, gluten-free, vegetarian trend. It's not a trend. Because there are people who... Um, and I'm like, what about every single person who had celiac disease? Yeah. Like, my, ever. My mom has been gluten-free since 1995. Oh, God. She could not have a loaf of bread. It would, no. It would, it would mess her up. Yeah. No. And, and like, she's not... She's not so... There's, like, celiac is, you can be qualified as celiac, celiac, but it's more of a spectrum on the gluten yeah. intolerance thing. Mm-hmm. My mom is, like, hits right below the celiac mark. Mm-hmm. So she won't go to the hospital, but, like, her fingers swell. Like, she feels horrible for days. Mm-hmm. She, like, sometimes can't get out of bed. So, like, it's really bad. Mm-hmm. She's just not considered celiac because of whatever, um, you know, it's the, the qualifications are. Yeah, yeah. But she doesn't eat bread she's not allergic enough she's not allergic enough to be hospitalized or yeah. anything so yeah. she's not celiac but she is very in allergic yeah. and intolerant to gluten yeah. um and so she's been that way since before it was quote-unquote pop Tren- like a trendy and popularized mm-hmm. it's like this isn't a trend it's people's lives mm-hmm. but people are now accommodating to this mm-hmm. and it's wonderful so i i because, get annoyed um, when people at restaurants are like oh it's just a pref like it's a dietary preference no no, ma'am. Mm-hmm. It is not. Mm-hmm. Red meat hurts my stomach. Mm-hmm. Eggs hurt my stomach. I'm not going to eat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would I eat things that make me feel bad? Yeah, truly. And also with, like, 
veganism and alternative methods sometimes is a really like really great options for people who have like sort of a meat or dairy intolerance and things like that when i was vegan my mm-hmm. blood pressure incredible incredible immaculate immaculate the vibes like, in this blood pressure are immaculate my blood pressure is still really good because i don't eat red meat mm-hmm. and like that's a big thing is i think here's the thing and that's a big issues like midwesterners is yeah like, with super high blood pressure because blood pressure. like meat 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 potatoes yeah. corn meat 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 like it's, yeah. it's so bad and i i think a big thing with the United States is they're like, oh, well, these countries eat all of this stuff, but their health is fine. It's like, yes, okay, but they do it in portions. American portion sizes are ridiculous. Are crazy to me. And, like, our the, our plates that we use as a family are huge. And always, like, and I'm always like, oh, my God. Like, it always freaks me out a yeah. little bit. Where I'm like, oh, jeez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you can eat red meat, and it can be very, very good for you if you're not eating it every single day. Mm-hmm. And if you're not eating massive two-pound yeah. burgers. Yeah. Like, if you're eating... It's supposed to be the size of a palm or a deck of cards, which on yeah. average is only about, like, six to four ounces. But you're like, you're scamming me if you're giving me a four-ounce filet. It's like, no, no. no we're giving it's you- also, it's probably going to taste better if it's a four-ounce filet because they're going to be paying more attention to how it's flavored, how it's cooked. Well, like, portion- it's as it's a, you know, where to- it's sourced from. It's like when you, a lot of people like to cook their turkeys whole in Thanksgiving. That's not the best way to do it. No. You know, the breast cooks, you're cooking the wings. And so, like, a two-pound rack of ribs is going to cook different than a four ounce like little bit of filet mignon which is going to like be better red meat hurts my stomach but i will eat a filet mignon and uh, my stomach will be mad at me mm-hmm. but i'll eat it because it's so good have you ever and had it's... like sous vide no i've not oh my god i'm gonna like, have to make you a sous vide steak now. listen i just want mm-hmm. to come over and i just want you to cook for me and i'll fall in love with you and oh, that'll be it <laughs> perfect love, um that's how i entrap people like <laughs> it truly they truly the, what, what was that but um princess and the frog where charlotte's like food the best way or Tiana says, my mom always said that the best way to a man's heart is through his stomach. It's true. And, like, you could definitely make a murder joke about that, of how it's easiest mm-hmm. to go up into the stomach and through the ribcage yeah. that way rather than having to break through the bone. But anyway, <laughs> it's truly, I like, and also with love language, <gasps> definite, food is definitely my love language. You know what I did? And a lot of people, like, people have pointed that out to me, that because yeah. I'm, because, and food that's- Food is a love language, 100%. And that's what- killed me about leaving school because I used to be like hey I'm recipe testing yeah and I'm like because I um there was a time um freshman year where I could not get this caramel candy recipe down mm-hmm. so I brought it on so I brought it in to all my friends and like this is batch number one and they would try it and they'd be like okay you're disgusting how dare you it's stuck to the wrapper you know mm-hmm. things like that yeah and as I would bring it in and so like and my family, like, we don't really eat a lot of baked goods, so mm-hmm. the easiest thing for me was to be like, okay, friend, here's some... Hand cake. it out to the teenage friends that always want sugar and food. Absolutely. I mean, here's yeah. 10 cupcakes. You know, go crazy. Go ahead. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, at the end of the day, where one of my friends is, like, an absolute gremlin, and will, like, scrape the frosting out from the inside of the container, and I'm like, you're so funny. I love you. I would definitely do that, though. <laughs> and, like, I love it when there's food days in classes, and usually my teachers do, too, because... Mm-hmm. I mean, being in the food industry, I'm obviously like, okay, who here has a dietary restriction? Because that's just, like, my immediate reaction. Yeah, and you work around that. And truly. And for a lot of people, and I knew who, what class was I in, where someone was, like, they couldn't have eggs. And a majority of the people brought in a baked good with eggs. And I was like, here's my vegan brownie recipe. And, it's good. And I, because I love my vegan brownie recipe. Do like, you put beets in yours? Beets? Beets in your brownies. <gasps> Yeah. You're gonna have to send me that recipe because oh I love God. beets. No, I don't have a recipe for it. I just, whenever I make brownies, like, I put beets in it. 
Wow. And that's that's not a it's genuinely not like oh I found a recipe this one time and it was beets in it. That is like a thing that has been passed down from my mom, my grandma. We always put beets in our brownies. It darkens the color. It makes the it complements the chocolate flavor so it's richer and it's typically like more fudgy. Like mashed beets. Yeah. Pureed beets. Yes. I'm going to have to do that. Oh my god. Yeah, we put we Mm-hmm. I love that's passed down from my mm-hmm. grandma. I have no idea mm-hmm. where she got that from, but we have always put beets in our brownies. So my friends, when I give my friends food, I will always give them like it's either dessert or something they can use. Yes. Like um, this year, I'm planning on doing chocolate, like jams and jellies, chocolate sauces, oh, things God, like I that. Love. Like I made something- a peach jelly recently, and I was just like, oh. you know me, I gotta. I need that recipe. Oh I my got God. a bunch of peach I use them. Dough. I'll send you the recipe for the peach cookies I made. Like, my friends went buck wild. Oh, I've always, I, a pin, like, the, what, like, peach Little jelly. tea cookies. They oh. were, like, they literally, I tell you, the amount of time I spent on these cookies, I still have the dough in the freezer because it, the recipe's massive. Oh, I love that. Um, but, like, they're little, so you make these little cookies. They're so buttery and delicious. And mm-hmm. then what you do is you put um, the peach jam in the middle. You stick them together so they look like a peach. And then you take, I took macadamia nut milk because I don't, obviously I don't drink regular milk and you put food coloring in it. So I had two little different bowls. One is pink, one is orange and you paint the cookies. So they look like peaches and then you take mint leaves and you stick it in the jam and they look like peach. Oh, after you put on the the food coloring, you roll it in sugar and they're the best tea cookies I've ever had. My friends went wild. I gave them each four and they said they were gone within an hour. They ate them all. I'm, I'm, I need this. Re- I, I will need, give it to you. I just I found it. it online and I love it. It's delicious. Because I, I just bought 25 pounds of peaches and I'm going to need something to do with them. Yes. Yeah. I like, I like, I like, uh, they're not pin, are they pinwheels? The little yes. sleigh boys? Yes, I, I love, love those. I love giving my friends pinwheel cookies because they look fun. I like them. Like, yeah. I like and they're easy. shapes and stuff. Like they're not hard. Truly. I like a good basic cookie recipe that can be like a jam yes. cookie. I've always yes. loved those. Mm. I think sometimes, mm-hmm. like, I love those peach cookies because they're fun and they're different and, they and, they, cute, yeah. and they look cute, but sometimes I just love basic cookies that they mm-hmm. don't look super fancy, but they taste so, so good. Mm-hmm. I have the original recipe for trefoils, <gasps> mm-hmm. and it's so simple. because Really? Was, but they had to stop production of it during the only time that cookies... So, Girl Scouts is 100 years old, but yes. cookie sales are only about 50 years mm-hmm. old. And that's not 50 continuous years because they had to stop production in World War One, World War Two, Because it's literally like one cup of butter, one cup of flour, one cup. They're a shortbread yeah. recipe. Like, yeah. so truly. Um, Interesting. And we met someone who was like someone's great grandma. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, we used to sell, we used to have to make them ourselves. And then when you got like your Girl Scout vest or badge, you'd also get a cutout, like the shape. Like the tree <gasps> That's precious before it was like industrialized. Yup. That's so cool. And she's like, we sold them for a nickel. And I'm like over here like, hey, $5 a box. <laughs> for these things that came out of a factory where I don't know where it is. Yeah. Oh, I do know where it is. We have. We, oh, really? Yeah. Have you gone? I've not gone. It's, but they're like, it's in Louisville. Um, It's Little Brownies Bakeries. Aw. And actually, I, this is a fun Girl Scout cookie fact. Not all Girl Scout cookies are the same. They don't call them... There's two companies, ABC Cookies and Little Brownie Bakers. Interesting. And it depends on the region. And at Little Brownie Bakers, we have better chocolate mm-hmm. for our Thin Mints because ABC Bakeries send to Southern, so they have to make their chocolate different just to make sure it doesn't melt. Oh. And for Operation Cookie Drop, which is where they send cookies to either soldiers or to VA hospitals, mm-hmm. they if they're use... sending it overseas, they use ABCs, so that way they don't melt. Mm-hmm. If they're giving it to B- VA hospitals, it comes from Little Brownie. And they're also wow. different names. It's why you have, like, Samoas or Caramel Delights. I've never heard of Caramel Delights. Caramel Delights are what they call them in the South. 
Oh. I know. Interesting. I know. But there's, Southern Indiana has, like, caramel delights and lemonades, whereas we have Samoas and lemon ups. Girl Scouts. Lemon ups? I don't know if I've had those before. Mm-hmm. They're new. They're new. Probably. But they're, they're really I'm used to did, like, very traditional Girl Scout cookies. Like, we've got the Thin Mitts, we've got the, um, Samoas, we've got the, shoot, oh. what are they called? Um, 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 the little coconut ones. With uh, chocolate and caramel. That's Samoa's. That's Samoa's? Yeah. And then what's the... the... Tagalongs. There we go. That's what I was looking for. And we have Dosey Dos and they have Thank You Very Muches. They're called Thank You Very Muches? Yes. And they're <gasps> like, um... they're That's not. So they're not the same. They're not they're the not same. They're not the same? They're like, theirs is like a fruitcake, but it's a cookie. Aww. It's like a crazy cookie. Oh, I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And so they... And they say, I do like Dosey Dos, And they say though. thank you in different languages. Aww. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. We have, we have a we have a girl in um, Southern New York, you know, hooks us up. Good, Definitely. good. <laughs> this has been the Sham Show. I'm your host, <laughs> Sabrina Richard. I was here with the lovely Claire Flanagan, <laughs> and thank you for existing. <laughs>